0: Please stick around. We have some more audio goodness that will capture your imagination. Only on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance.
1: Audio drama in the age of Arthur.
2: TheTableRound.com
0: Come if you dare,
3: our trumpets sound. Come if you dare, the foes rebound. We come, we come, we come, we come, says the beat of the thundering
4: drum. The immortal legends, of the table round of the war with the Saxons and how Arthur met Lancelot. With the threat of Saxon invasion from the sea ever present, King Arthur rides out to meet his new ally King Carnon, and seal the alliance in marriage to Canaan's daughter Emmeline. Also arriving in Britain, the knight Lancelot seeks to pledge himself to Arthur's noble cause. Unbeknownst to either, the Saxon chief, Osmond plans a new assault. Aided by the dark powers of the pagan Saxon gods,
5: Thor Freya Voton. Hear and revenge the death of my grandfather, thy servant chief Hengist. I, Osmond, High Chief of the Saxons, true Lord of Kent, implore you. Vote on. Mount your hot steed and drive amidst our foes. Lift high your thunder arm. Let every blow dash out the unbelieving Brighton's brains. Let us destroy this Arthur, give conquest to the Saxon people, and to me. What news, Grimbold?
3: I have played my part, mighty Prince. Six warriors with hate firing through their blood that had to die for their people. They devote their lives on the fire, a blot, a sacrifice to Mother Earth and Voton ever-booming. Gest unblinde, skullvalder.
5: And Grimbold, my wizard presture, will this assure us victory?
3: Why ask you me? Inspect the entrails drawn from the purest white horse. Look yourself. Look into the entrails, Vorlord. Can you not see your victory? Can you not see your glory?
5: Oh, we are ambitious, but ambition is a godlike fault. No, rather it is not a fault in souls born great who dare to extend their glory in bloody deeds.
3: Brave souls to be renowned in story, honor prizing, death despising, fame acquiring by expiring, die and reap the fruits of glory!
5: All the Brightons prepare. From this day begins the Saxons' reign.
3: Unleash the spirits of the wind and cold. Bring confusion and blindness on our enemies. By Votans von I, I command
1: it.
6: Goodman, I bid you good day. Fine to you, my lord. What is this place? This? It's a field. Turn-ups, mostly. Yes, I see. Is there a village nearby? I'm from the hamlet of Riverbend. And where is that? Down by the bend in the river. Why are you looking for it? All we've got is turn I am seeking Arthur, the High King. We got no High King. Haven't for years.
1: Who is your lord?
6: Haven't got one. You haven't got one? We used to have Lord Leapric. Had a bit of a tower over in Heath Bridge. And where was that? While the bridge, near the Heath, back that way a bit. Or it used to be, before the bloody Saxons burnt the whole thing down. <coughs> lord leaflet with it. Got no lord I know of since.
1: Hmm. What is to the west, past that forest?
6: No idea. Never been more than a day's walk from a village. But I do know that if you go east, you end up back in the ocean.
1: Well, then. Well, thank you for your help, good sir. Hey!
6: Good luck with all that
5: then. So this is the deciding day. To fix the scepter of Britain into the hand of Arthur. Nice weather for it. This is the day. We finally drive back those heathen Saxons. Force them to run, and then watch them stand and fight at the White Cliffs. When there's no land left before them to run to, this is the die.
2: Well then, King Conan, let us hope it is a lucky one.
7: It's a very lucky day. Auspicious. How so, lad? Today is the Feast of George of Cappadocia, patron saint of this isle. Marshal Bedivere here is quite devout. He's a good man to have around. Even with the one hand?
2: So tell me what you know about this Saxon chief, Osmond. Have you seen him?
5: Revengeful, rugged, violently brave. And, once resolved, he is never to be moved. I'd almost admire his tenacity if I didn't hide him so.
0: A pox on Osmond.
5: Of course, daughter.
2: Princess Emily.
0: My lord Arthur.
5: Bedevere is
2: here
7: too.
0: Yes. I heard him half a hundred yards away. Good day, Marshal. My lady. <laughs> and I can smell Caval. Where is he? <coughs> Good morning, sweet hound. Yes, I brought a treat for you. Of course I did. A nice fat sausage. You poor sweet creature. Doesn't the king feed you enough? I promise when I marry the king, I will dedicate myself to fattening you up.
5: You'll spoil that dog. Our scouts report some kind of pagan ritual happening near the cliffs. Bonfires and chanting.
7: I wish Merlin were here. I'm sure we have more to worry about than a bunch of sweaty Saxons biting the heads off hens.
0: Do not underestimate Osmond, my betrothed. He wears a mask of civility, but underneath it is a nest of buzzing hornets. I can hear the thin veneer of humanity crack and peel whenever he speaks. I'm afraid of what's underneath.
2: You will never have to worry. We will send him and his hordes far away.
5: We should ride now.
0: Arthur, come back to me.
2: You're not concerned with these Saxon sacrifices.
5: (laughs) Please. Saxons kill bulls on a fire. Peasants dance in the moonlight to ensure crop fertility. Priests turn bread into God. It's still swords and shields that win wars.
2: You make a good point. And here is where we split up. Split up?
5: Why? Because...
2: There are 40,000 Saxons, somewhere to the east of here. And if some of them come across us, it's best if one of us survive to harry the Saxons and revenge the
5: other. Hmm. There is wisdom in what you say. You, you take the escort and ride straight away. I shall travel through the wooded path.
2: No future father-in-law of mine will ride through those murkish woods. Let the King of Kent continue with his entourage. Bedivere and I shall cut through the wood... And meet you at the forward camp before sundown.
5: <laughs> I'm not sure when you're just being a stubborn lad,
2: or my high
5: king giving an order.
2: Consider it your future son-in-law, looking out for your comfort. I will join you soon. Ya! Whoa,
7: whoa!
2: Bedivere, now that we're alone, I have special need of you.
7: Command me, my king.
2: I find myself in a difficult situation. When we were at Camulard, I spent many an hour in the company of Lady Guinevere. In that time, I fear, certain tender words were exchanged.
7: Yes. What words were spoken, sire?
2: Nothing ignoble. But inappropriate. I have learned that a king's feelings are not his to give away. In those sweet words to Guinevere, I fear I made an implied promise. One that now I am riding to break with my marriage to Princess Emmeline.
7: You are blameless in this, sire. It was not your choice. But for the good of the realm.
2: Perhaps. But man's word is God and man. At the very least, I owe the Lady Guinevere as kindly an explanation as I can send. No cold diplomat or written dispatch would be seemly. I need you, my friend, to go and tell her in the gentlest way you can what I must do.
7: My king, surely this is not a task for me. I have no honey tongue. The ways of damsels are strange to me.
2: This is what I need. You're honest. Plain speech. Go to King Leodegrance, Inform him how the war goes. And when you can, talk to Lady Guinevere discreetly. And tell her of my alliance with Conan. Tell her I sent you personally, with my warmest regards and my...
7: Regrets. But the battle!
2: Good God, man, you're still in a sling! Until that arm is healed up, we can't even strap a shield to it. Do what I need you to do.
7: Sir, I... I have
2: an unstoppable magical sword. And we're traveling from the nice, safe command tent to the front. I don't need a bodyguard. Right now, Bedivere, I need a friend.
7: I will do as you say. Good man. Sire, don't kill all the Saxons without me.
2: I'll try not to.
1: Stop, right where it is that you are. Good day to you, two knights. Please do not impede my progress. I search for the High King.
8: And what if we do not think it is such a good day, no? What if we do impede your progress? What then, eh? Huh? I have no
1: desire for conflict.
8: Fie on your desires, sire.
1: If you wish to do battle, I will give you satisfaction. Which of you rogues wishes to taste my spear first?
8: Perhaps one, perhaps the other, or perhaps both. As you can see, since my companion and I outnumber you, you might say it is a good day for a bad night, no? Fine then. May I know the name of the miscreant knights so of Miskumbat? Indeed, I am Sir Rue Sans Pitié, the most ignoble and recreate knight in all of Logres. I am Lancelot. Lenten- I did not ask. I spit on your name and your pretty white shield, and I spit on your chivalry. I see. your friend? He is not how you say my friend Huh oui, no he does this for the money <laughs> I do what I do for the love of villainy I will not give you time further for prayers shiny knight if I must We oui. Attack <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> It appears my odds have already improved.
8: (laughs) Well, mon ami, now that we are one and one, facing each other honorably, we can plainly see the situation has become changed, no? In what way, precisely? Now that I am just a gnat, fairly engaging a brother gnat, suddenly I am no longer so bad, am I? I'm not sure that's how it works.
2: Stop! What is all this? Someone explain themselves.
8: Good to see you, little brother. What? Who are he you? He who fights and runs away. Ha <laughs> ha! Fire on you and your mother!
1: What a strange person. Whoever you are blundering into a situation you had no understanding of has cost me. That night besmirched me and now he has escaped. I didn't mean any harm. In the future, do not behave so churlishly. There's no need to be rude. Out of my way, I'm on important business. What kind of important business? Must I explain myself to every miscreant knight that crosses my path? Hold your tongue, sir. Do you know to whom you speak? Yes, to the men refusing to get out of my way. Are you pushing for a fight? Well, you have already cost me one fight today with your meddling. It only seems fair.
2: Meddling? Oh, fine then.
1: You don't have a spear. Shall we engage with swords?
2: I'd engage with sword, sticks, or fisticuffs to take that smug look off your face.
1: Well then, sir, let us not waste the day. Ungar! You're not half bad. Yeah, so your courtesy improves. (laughs) There's a fallen tree behind you I'd hate to see you trip since you do keep walking backwards
2: Thank you, you're so gracious
1: That is quite a sword you've got there You
2: have no idea
1: Your technique could use some polish As could your mammoth Is that a little Brittany I hear in your voice? Oui. Is that a little the servant patois beneath her careful enunciation? Touché. (laughs)
6: This
8: has gone on long
2: enough. Sire, I have never met your equal in arms. (sighs) Have we hit each other enough to satisfy honor and all that?
1: That depends. Whom do you serve? Do you love the High King Arthur, most noble of all sovereigns?
2: <laughs> well, he's all right, I guess.
1: Are you mocking the king's sire?
2: <laughs> I think, Sir Knight, it is time we introduce ourselves. My name is Arthur Pendragon.
1: I. Uh, I. Why throw away such a fine sword? Because it was raised against you. I am Lancelot du Lac. And I have crossed the sea in search of you, my king. Forgive me and let me serve you. (laughs) Stand up! Stand up! Walk with
2: me, Lancelot. I have a good feeling about you. So the
3: Saxons are here, and the ships are here. And we're somewhere. Mm, So many maps... How does Arthur handle this? Sir so Kay. Ah, oh, Gwaine, what can I do for you this morning?
2: I have news for the king.
3: He's not here yet. Help yourself to some bacon.
2: Thank you, but I've eaten.
3: Your loss? So what's this news then? Troubling news from the north. Is there now? There are stories of armored men carrying black shields, gathering up and taking all the newborn babes in Orkney. Oh Sir Kay, you're right. You look pale. I'm fine. You just um take some American maidor to investigate these rumors. You're all from up north. You should know your way around. Find the truth in this. But I belong here for the battle. What are we saving this kingdom for? I ask you if people can go around stealing babies. This is what Arthur would command. Yes, sir. I will find the truth about these weeburns. You do that. Oh, holy father, forgive me. Lighten the load of incoming darkness. Sir Kay! What is it, Grifflet? Storm clouds are coming. I don't need a weather report. It's summer in Kent. Of course there'll be rain. No, sir. I mean that storm clouds are coming in. Like an attacking army. It's fine, lad. You won't melt. Ah, uh, Sir! The clouds are moving against the wind. Boy, if you've been getting into the wine, I'll have you. The sun is gone. Oh, what kind of witchcraft is this? Goddess of sacred waters, defend us. Well, oh, That's well and good, but draw your sword too and follow me.
5: Good God! This is no natural storm! Men, flee for cover! Flee! What manner of horrors are we facing?
2: What's happening? What is this?
1: A blizzard in June?
2: Stay close! I can barely stand! I can't even see! Lancelot!
8: Lancelot! Arthur! Lancelot! Where are you? Arthur! Lancelot! Lancelot!
3: Lancelot!
0: Someone tell me what's happening. It's becoming so cold. Who's there? Osmond, I recognise your breathing.
5: It's good to see you again,
3: princess.
2: Hello, this is Charlie Illfield, and I play Grimbald. This chapter of the Table Round was partly based on the semi-opera King Arthur... The British Worthy, written by Henry Purcell, it is likely the play was originally seen as a political allegory based on the crisis of who would succeed King Charles II. Invoking Arthur for political purpose is nothing new. Thomas Malroy was heavily influenced by the War of the Roses as he wrote Le Morte d'Arthur. Edmund Spencer wrote the epic poem The Fairy Queen, linking the court of Elizabeth I to the court of Arthur. And as recently as the 1960s, the administration of American President John F. Kennedy was idealistically referred to as Camelot.
4: Written by Morgan Z. Sowell Produced by Lindsay Smith King Arthur was played by Chandler Walpole Lancelot was Joshua Kibbe and Osmond was Mike D. Danny Coles played Bedivere Charlie Oldfield played Grimbald. Emmeline was Luna Radio. And David Kendall was King Carnan. Also featuring the voice talents of Rocky Humphreys as Sir Bruce Sans Pitié, Tom Southern as Gawain, T.J. Lloyd as Grifflet, and Greg Clancy as the Serf. Your narrator was Nicola Branch. In the next chapter of the Immortal Tales of the Round Table, Arthur and Lancelot fight alone against the wicked magics of the Saxon enchanted Grimbald. And the mystery of the stolen children in Auckland
6: deepens. Monday matinee on the Mutual Audio Network always means a potpourri of entertainment, drama, comedy, action. Whew, it really stimulates the mind, don't it? Well, a great way to get your mind back into neutral gear is to catch bells in the battery on Friday Follies and Sunday Showcase. Silliness is the best cure for mental stimulation. Bells in the battery. Always odd, always family-friendly. If only I could convince my family to listen to it.
0: The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.